Today, I want to talk to you about Eros, because I bet tons of you were thinking about this love on Valentine's Day. I'd even bet some of you forgot the holiday and then had to rush to CVS or Walgreens only to find ransacked shelves and slim pickings, dog-eared cards no one would want to buy. Today, 10 days after Hallmark's favorite holiday, I challenge you to consider another form of love, agape. Unlike in English, the Greek language has a plethora of words to convey humankind's most basic emotion, eros, which of course means intimate love, mania, used to convey obsession, ludus, which I'm sure I have mispronounced, is a word used to denote a flirty love. Philia, of course, that means brotherly love. And storage, it's the type of love that you have for family members. Of these, agape is the highest form and certainly the most difficult to live out. It's the opposite of the hatefulness seen everywhere these days. Need examples? Okay, let's start here. Don't like someone's political or religious beliefs? Call that person a hater. Don't agree with another's lifestyle? Condemn self-righteously, as if your choices are above reproach. Think someone is beneath you, unworthy of your attention or help? Ignore that man or woman and move on fast. The lack of agape love displays itself daily, resulting in division, resentment, broken relationships, and yes, even hatred for those who don't look, act, and believe like you or me. How many of you have been defriended? How many of you have defriended someone else? And why did you do it? Why do we listen to people who foster discord? I ask myself this all the time. So what is agape love in practice? It is selfless, unconditional, sacrificial, and pure. It gives itself freely without demanding something in return. It's never possessive or jealous, controlling or manipulative. Agape love isn't a feeling. It's a choice. It's action. Take Mother Teresa, for example. The poverty she witnessed as a young woman motivated her to work among the poorest of the poor in the slums of Calcutta. Another is the Good Samaritan. As told in this parable, a traveler, presumably Jewish, is stripped of his clothing. He's beaten and left for dead alongside the road. A Jewish priest and then a Levite pass by. Both avoid him. But the Samaritan stops, even though his people historically hated the Jews. Only he shows compassion for his fellow man. And of course, this commentary would be remiss if it didn't include Jesus. Whether you believe in his divinity is beside the point. The New Testament is filled with stories of Jesus' selflessness. His willingness to associate with and defend tax collectors, prostitutes, and adulterers, the degenerates of his day, serves as a model for how Christians should view humanity. Even if you have no grounding in the Christian faith, shouldn't agape principles shape your attitudes and behaviors too? Shouldn't everyone strive to respect and give more freely to others who aren't like us? We don't have to agree with certain behaviors or viewpoints. That's not my point at all here. If you're guided by deeply held values, hold fast to them. But that doesn't give you license to judge and condemn either. My job and yours is to treat others the way we want to be treated.
imagine how our how different our world would be if only we practiced agape it's not about arrows